start the episode by just being like, so tall birds. Yeah, I mean, I, I could I could repeat it. No, let's just do the let's hold do the dude whole chicken thing again. again. Yeah. Yeah. Chicken people? Start with speaking about chickens. Yes. Yeah, I think we should do that whole thing again. Trust. There, there is one thing I did want to check. I guess I said prior to recording as I bring Craig into this, but whatever. Um, I did want to ask Raphael, how comfortable are you talking about like your modding stuff in Don't Starve? Um, com comfortable. Dude, okay, I'm well, so well, confused about this question. Wait, wait, wait. wait. No, is there no, stuff no. you're hiding? No, only because, like, I, I don't know. Like, I know Raphael has, like, is, like, a big name in the Don't Starve modding space. And I don't know, like, people could, like, start matching, like, a voice to a name to, like, an avatar or something. And I don't know. People have different comfort levels on that. So I just wanted to be sure, like, we can talk oh. about it freely about, like, it's, whatever. It's, so you're asking if I'm worried about doxing myself by talking about my mods? I, well, in a way like i don't know or if you, you appreciated a, a sense of anonymity or... being a modder for don't starve or not Plus that and... one nude one for don't starve that you <laughs> <laughs> fire, dude. why aren't we fucking recording this shit jesus we Christ. are we are craig's here oh we thank both. god no no James, hit record. this is the section of recording that is called mccoy must do work because motherfuckers would hit the <laughs> record button that's what this part dude, is for. um that I, i'm not worried about doxing myself okay. in that like Yes, people may connect the dots, and I'm fine with that. Okay, mm -hmm. cool. Just wanted to make sure, you know, before we just like go on like huge tangents about it. And I don't know, like, mm -hmm. yeah, you see, but cool, great. All right, are we good? Recording program of choice pulled up. Yep. Yeah. All right, hitting record button in three, two, one, click. I did not click the button. Hold on. Oh Stop. <laughs> and then we are all, we all assume the position to be able to clap or click or clop in whatever manner we would No, want. we're not clopping. Oh. That was not, that was not <laughs> part of the contract. Oh, you don't want to talk about like, clopping. Clopping no, can't work with that. No, clopping is taking us down a road. Listen. Do yeah, we don't want to go there. We don't want to go to clopping. <laughs> it was like, come on. I was gonna say, do we really want to go into the Brody fandom? But okay, dude, that reminds going. me of the first wait, time. No, wait, Fuck, wait, we, we have to clap, to clap first. We have to Fuck. clap. It's getting too far. All right. All right. Okay. All right. Uh, clap in three, two, one. Nice. My God. All right, now you can talk about bronies. Well, it's just it's just like the first time I ever met my heroes. Apparently, you're not supposed to meet your heroes, but I. They were bronies. You realize that they yeah, are, they were they're bronies. not actually real. I was listening to a League of Legends podcast early in the days of League of Legends, and I got to play a game with these people that I'd listened to a podcast of them for talking about the game for like a year, and they all had like brony avatars like in their in fucking axon or whatever the fuck to oh axon oh i don't know what it actually was though because i don't think it was axon i think it was actually like teams it might have been skype probably was skype to be honest but anyways yeah so they all had brony avatars and i was like this is a hilarious joke and then i like said like this is a hilarious joke and then the deafening silence <laughs> <laughs> was just it was too much oh, i mean no. so your avatar is your furry persona Mm -hmm. but Sorry, it's a joke persona. but that's the see if someone was like ha huh, like it's a joke i'd be like it is a joke and then everyone would get along with their day and and there would be no like stepping away from the keyboard and walking aimlessly into the night like realizing <laughs> that the world that you thought was one way just really isn't that way anymore yeah 
What if somebody like took you really seriously and was like, "Yeah, so seagulls, like, yeah." That's my favorite way of imagining myself having sex with others. I bring you into your seagull persona (laughs) underbelly of of the world. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, dude, it being a joke versus it not being a joke is all the difference. It's all. So are you a seagull from, like, Brighton? Or are you a seagull from, like, San Francisco? Because there's a difference. (laughs) Dude, it's so funny. I I didn't know what Brighton was, and I thought you were literally listing, like, something that only, like, the furry community would understand. And I was like, wow. She's, like, this is a deep joke. (laughs) Then it was San Francisco. I was like, oh, it must be a city. I just don't follow. Got it. Got it. Because it was like, it sounded like, like a fictional universe that furries could inhabit. Do you know what I'm saying? When they're using their fursonas, much like... Um, ah, you know, like Brighton, like Blight Town and Dark Souls or something. Yeah, exactly. That's what I thought. I thought it was like, well, this is where everyone goes. It started with Neopets online. <laughs> no, I don't know, but you know, something like that, you know? Whereas like, this is where they meet. It's like the tavern in World of Warcraft where people just like sext each other all the time in the tavern and you just like, I don't know. <laughs> is that what Gabe's doing when he's playing World of Warcraft? Not all the time. There was a there was a a streamer I was watching for Among Us. He was like waiting for his lobby to start, and uh, at one point he just decides to join a public lobby because his own lobby's not starting a lot. And he like joins this like public Among Us lobby where they're doing this like erotic role play, like in the uh, like I don't know in that spaceship. I think like when you before you even start the game, like there's people doing erotic role play like in the chat box, and they were just like. What did I just come in on? And people are just like, please leave. You, you came know. in on. <laughs> is the right. Yeah. Please leave unless you're down to watch. Like, also, <laughs> erotic among us is pretty weird. You know, actually, if you think about it, they are kind of phallic. But their whole body is phallic. If you think about it, everything yeah. is kind of phallic, though. If, yeah. if those things are phallic, then, like, a box of, like, tissues is phallic. But, like, can we all agree, like, the Among Us characters are some of the least sexy characters in video games? No. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. I haven't been on Pornhub lately, so I don't know any of the stuff that's popped up about that lately. I'm if, sure. I'm I, I haven't checked our Tyranny of Thumbs Pornhub account. Oh, man. So God, God, please, no. <clears throat> but oh, if my you God. have some good Among Us porn, you want to send it to us, write in at Tyranny of Thumbs no, no, at no. gmail.com. <laughs> please, no. please no. If you If you want us to monetize it on Pornhub, then yeah. uh, we won't. Yeah, no. <laughs> Dude, you subscribe just, to our Patreon. Elena, you just, like, <laughs> no, but Elena, you literally Holy just, shit. You just Holy like shit. did like the unthinkable. It's like it's like you took a work laptop and Googled porn on just like you, you asked the world to send porn to our to Only our a podcast. very specific type. I didn't yeah. ask for just general porn. You know what? Actually, fuck it. Send us what you like. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't do that. You know, we're just looking for suggestions, you know? A little tired we're of what we're into, you know what I mean? Our audience's needs. <laughs> just like yeah, we actually have a Patreon-only Discord, and share it there. Okay, um, now I am worried about being docs. I was about to say, I was, I was, Raphael, I was really about to ask you, Raphael, you still feel okay about this podcast? Like, you, are we still good here? Mm-hmm. 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 Oh, God damn it. So when we... <laughs> when we actually like maybe do create these things in the future then like people will come to us after listening to this episode oh no yeah. Oh, I just I just can't wait oh, to make no. our OnlyFans accounts that just pictures of thumbs. <laughs> That's what I like. Wait, can we, can we like get face paint and like we could paint them? You know what the thumbs like, look like? 
Among Us characters. Yes, that's what I was saying. True. Yeah. So like you take your thumb, right? Your fingernail is like the little visor part of like the see-through part of the helmet. Yeah. And then you paint your thumb the color, the color of their body. And then you get tiny hats. Yo. <laughs> I can guarantee this. And then the you thumb, thumb wrestle. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. oh, you thumb wrestle. God. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. We could probably make money on that, you guys. All right, it's pink versus yellow today. <laughs> <clears throat> what is that? I don't know. It's just funny. The whole concept is funny. <sighs> God, that that was like one of those where it's like it reminds me of like Family Guy back in the day, where like they'd make a reference to something, and then you'd look around at all your friends, and like everyone would be laughing, and you'd be like, "I don't get it," but I guess I have to laugh because they're all doing it. And then later in confidence, they would all admit that they don't get it either. And I'm like, the fuck is happening to us? Someone has to stand <laughs> up and say they don't get no, the reference. They have to do the thing where they're just like, you don't know what pink and yellow means. Fuck. You don't know. And I don't. Like, fuck, I don't. Fuck. <laughs> it was just a shame like, to yeah, I don't know either. Wait, they fight, they're fighting today? Is it relevant? Is it, like, is it, a, is it a today thing? Like, could it have been yesterday mm-hmm. that they were fighting? I don't understand. You yeah. know. Yeah. What's not pink and yellow? Video. Is this the segue that we're Don't start with the video game, which is what we played this week on the Tyranny of Thumbs. Oh, I thought you were going to say Oh, my God. And Don't Starve Together. Both we also them. played that. What if Don't Starve Together? Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. True. True. We got there. It was pretty serious. I think I nailed it. Uh-huh. I don't think anyone could come up with anything better. I've heard I heard a podcast the other day, and by that, I mean, it could have been anywhere between the last, like, 10 years of podcasts I listened to, but where someone just went, Transition. And then they like started to talk that thing. That's so funny. That's pretty good. It worked pretty well. It's all in the tone. We should steal that. Okay, so transition. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. Do you want to kick yeah. it off? Do you want me to kick it off? Okay, I'll kick it off. Fuck it. Um, yeah. All right. So this is like okay, kind of. It's gonna be a cool episode for sure um, because this is a game that Raphael is intimately uh, familiar with, and that not that type of intimately. Although I don't know that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, listen, Elena gave me look. Elena wouldn't let it die. Um, unfortunate, but it I is didn't funny. Verbally say anything. Yeah, that's yeah. Um, but the point is, no, it's because this is actually a game that Raphael's played a ton of, and also we talked about this earlier, but like has actually contributed to the community for has actually made mods for this game. And I mean, spoiler alert: having played the game with mods and without mods, mods are nice. <laughs> And Raphael's mods are nice, and other people's mods are nice, so it's cool. Um, but what is the game? It's a survival game. Um, it's like a survival crafting game where basically, like, there's just pressure put on you to not starve, and you have to kind of essentially figure out pretty much everything else. Um, and that's kind of like an amazingly interesting intro to it. Uh, it's just that, like, y- you blink and you think you might have missed a tutorial, but it's really more about like figuring the game out. And I know maybe for some people that's like go and find spreadsheets and I'm sure it might be at like a higher level or whatever, but there definitely is a lot of experimentation and a lot of like, hmm, how do I do this? Like, for example, what I'm thinking of that sort of just shows you like some of the really cute moments that happens early in this game is like watching uh, Elena's sister be like, okay, so I know how to catch bunnies because like the bunnies, everyone like seemed to intuitively know how to catch, but then birds, it was like, Okay, this one's a little harder. And so it's like watching that. It was like, it was as if we had been stranded on an island. You know what I mean? And like, I'm trying to make fire or something to make us live. And then they're just like, does this bird's been fucking calling in that goddamn tree for like the fast hour? I'm going to go catch it. And they just like spent a couple days trying to go catch that thing. And I just feel like that 
is a really interesting and cool sort of like way that this game unravels. It's just a lot of trying to figure out what you're supposed to do and how things work and how the systems work. It's eating things and seeing what that does to you. It's cooking them, seeing what that does to you. And then it's later combining a ton of stuff. So it's doing all this in service of surviving. And mm -hmm. it seems like that was an awesome experience in a single player way. And then someone somewhere suggested to someone, what if we could do this together? And I assume that's the order and don't start together. I assume Kim's after that and is like a really interesting co-op version, like almost like offshoot because they're, they're technically like distinct systematically in some ways, or at least it like feels that way. Like you, you get into don't starve together and you're like, Oh boy, like there's some new stuff here. Um, but whoever had that idea, it's, it does translate really well to co-op and like all these other things. So it's just like a really interesting sort of game corner that I had never experienced, but I'd seen before because the art style was so interesting. And so we dove into it this week. Um, yeah, so I can give a little bit of the history of that, I guess. So sure. like, um, I think Don't Starve was probably one of the, the developer is called Clay. Hmm. Um, uh, rhymes with play is the way they put it. Um, and uh, I think this was probably their first like main foray into early access. And so they did Don't Starve in early access. And it evolved like a lot over the course of its development. I think like it started out as like a Chrome app game uh, hmm. or something. Hmm. And then like eventually it became a fully fledged game. And the way they sort of put it was like, we set out to make a game that was like really punishing. And if you screwed up, then you'd die and start over. And we didn't think a lot of people would like that, but it turns out they did. So it was really successful. <laughs> uh, and then like uh, multiplayer was like one of the top feature requests during this early access. And they were like, well, we don't think we can do it like the way the game engine is designed. Um, and then they ended up hiring a few people. Uh, and some of them were like, you know what? Actually, I think I could figure out how to make this into multiplayer. Um, and so then they started working on Don't Starve Together, uh, a sequel of sorts, as it says in fine print on the main menu hmm. um and so that started out as really just like they like forked the game basically and they plumbed in networking and it was a pretty hard process uh i think for them because like uh for context the game has like a c engine but actually most of the game code is running in like a lua scripting layer above that uh and lua doesn't really provide concurrency um, so you can't have like multiple threads going. And so like most of the game logic runs on a single like thread. Um, and so that doesn't lend itself very well to like adding in multiplayer because then you have concurrency over like multiple machines. Yeah. Um, and so they had some like pretty big technical challenges there. Um, but over time, like don't starve together, kept growing. They, they kind of built it off of the, the reign of giants, uh, expansion of the game which a lot of people consider like that extended the base game in a really like uh seamless way i guess uh, and so a lot of people consider that to be like the canonical version of the game um and so that's what they started with and then over time they like added more to it people were like well what about the other dlcs like those are really awesome too can we get those in and so they ended up adding like boats and sailing and stuff but in a different way from the the way it works in the single player DLC, um, and yeah, and then eventually like they did a quality of life update, I think a, a few months ago actually, uh, and that like completely reworked the crafting system, which is probably most of what you saw as like oh whoa this is really different, right, mm -hmm. right, 
it's really different. I was like, oh, God, because mm-hmm. I just started to get the hang of the first one, but not a ma- uh-huh. anywhere near mastery. And then I was like, all right, cool. Let's, I'll just play this with people now that I under... Okay. Yeah, so before <laughs> that update, the crafting system was actually pretty similar, although, like, there were some minor differences in, like, what recipes were available and stuff. Yeah. Dude, I mean, honestly, though, like, what a success story for early access. Like, that people yeah. were just excited about the game. I mean, the art style is really interesting and really, like... I mean, dude, like, the water being, like, like these cut-out, like, pieces of, like, I don't know, cardboard, it feels like, or something. Yeah, it's kind of like a diorama with, like, yeah. multiple layers moving up No, No, what yeah. it reminds me of... Did you guys ever read, like, Coraline? Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. I never like, read it. It, like... It just kind of reminds me of that sort of art style where it's just like that kind of unsettling, like, I want to say doll-esque, but also, yeah, like that kind of 2D paper mache. I think um, Edward Gorey is yeah. one of the main inspirations. Or or if we that want to actually combine it to the podcast, um, it's like, uh, what is that game we played that Brandon recommended that he regretted? Um, uh, Iris Fall. Iris Fall. Dot, Iris like, that was, Fall. Mm-hmm. Iris Dot right, Fall, right. yes. Mm-hmm. like that was another like aesthetic thing that i was just like yeah i can totally see that happening with this yeah and and i guess actually like together was also went through an early access phase where they did a lot of iterations and actually like i think one of my uh the things that i'm proud of in being involved with the game uh was i convinced them to like or I mean, maybe it wasn't me, but like I, I wrote a long forum post saying like you should bring back ghosts because they like solve a lot of gameplay problems in a really nice way. They were looking at like having it be like you had a set pool of lives mm-hmm. that you shared in the game. And then like once you run, ran through that, like the world reset. Hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And I was like, no, ghosts are good because they prevent like the player experience from getting too out of sync um, and allow you to like really keep playing together. Um in a way that, like, if you ran out of lives and then one person was just suddenly out and the last person was on their own, that would kind of suck. Yeah. 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 It's it's such an interesting... And then they did that. Cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Was this before or after you had modded stuff? Before, probably, right? Uh, I think I started modding stuff pretty early. Um, so I, like, mostly modded Don't Starve Together. Um, and, like, my first motivation was, like, there are some really great mods in single player and I want them in Don't Starve Together. So I'm going to figure out how to make them work. Uh, and I mean, at first I was just like, let's turn it on, see what crashes and try to fix that crash uh, mm-hmm. and just iterating on that. Um, and eventually like I got pretty proficient at it and started writing like more complicated things of my own. Hmm. Yeah. And it's quality of life stuff. Cool. You know what I mean? Like it's 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 stuff like hey, what if I could see my health at all times instead of having to, like... Yeah, I think the nude mod just really improves the game overall. <laughs> it adds a lot to the God game. damn it. Oh. There is there is no nude mod. The nude mod does not exist. And if it does exist, Raphael is not the one who made it. Don't <laughs> add him on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I don't do art. Yeah, exactly. That's why. That's the only thing that was stopping him from making a nude mod, actually. All you have to do is turn off the clothes, right? I mean, it's not that hard. Yeah. <laughs> Although to be honest, like I bet a nude mod would be pretty straightforward in a game like this. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like at least coding wise. Maybe just be animations. I don't think you would even need to code. Uh, So I mean, essentially what a nude mod would entail in this game is they've got like sprite sheets basically for the characters. And then 
they have a file that specifies like how those get pulled together into the animations. Uh, and so you just need to like pull up that sprite sheet and replace the pieces of art with new art. So you need to like go on Fiverr and you need to get someone to draw it. And then you need to like sort of weather the judgment involved just spiritually. You guys, should we as a podcast release a nude mod for Don't Surf no. Together? No. no. It could be our claim to fame. It could be. This is how we make it. This, this is how we make it. I don't know, man. I don't I don't get the sense that people who download nude Anybody mods. Anybody who wants us to do this, write in at tyrannyofthumbs at gmail.com. Yeah. Um, yeah. It does feel a little bit disrespectful to the community. Does it? I, I do feel like we're encroaching on Raphael's territory. Like maybe if we do it for something like Into the Breach or something like that, we might have a nude mod for Into the Breach. <laughs> yeah. No. Would, like, would the mechs be nude? I I don't understand. Yeah. yeah. Everyone's yeah, nude inside know. the mechs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I get that. That makes sense. Which is mostly just taking off helmets in the art because <laughs> just headshots, right? Yeah. Yeah. They are. Yeah. That'd be perfect. There we go. We'll do that. All the creatures are nude. Like, they're just walking around with, like, dicks and shit. <laughs> <We're> like, <laughs> Look, they still do their attack animation. Like, that's what I want my nude mod to be, is, like, yo, like, everyone in this it's, game. It's a spider, but it's got a dick, though. Yeah. We added some dick physics, but it's in 2D and stuff. And then we did minor balance changes. <laughs> that's what I want my mod to be, you know what I'm saying? Like, just minor balance changes. We just thought this value at two just wasn't fair, so we made it uh, three. <laughs> Anyways, you know what I mean? I've seen, I've seen mods like that for real. Because I always I always like to keep my... Uh, I was going to say finger on the pulse, but that sounds really sexual in this context. But I do like to occasionally just, like, like look at mods that are released for games. And then I always, like, look at, like, the first two or three pages of mods, and I'm like, what the fuck? There's no nude mods? This is crazy. Because at first I'm like, wow, this is, like, a quality life mod here. Oh, that's cool. There's a mod like this here. Oh, there's one where it instantly saves. That's pretty cool. Like, oh, there's one where they change the, you know, the fucking like HUD in a certain way. Or there's one where like the lighting's a little better. And then I'm like, but surely there's a nude mod in here. Someone like, oh fuck, I'm not logged in. And then I'll like log in, right? And then it'll be like, oh my god. And it's just like you're just overrun with nude mods, depending on where you are. Mm -hmm. But some of them literally do add balance changes, and that shit is so funny to me. It's like they're like, I'm really opinionated about this game for two things. One. You know, Rivers of Blood is bullshit. And two, why are there no titties? <laughs> like, that is, like, their entire philosophy on the game. So, you know, fair. You know, two birds, one stone with that one. Um, okay. Bring us back. All right, I think we've got that out of our system Transition. Now. <laughs> Sorry, it's really just impossible to talk about mods without making yeah. a nude mod joke. At least, like, you have yeah, to just like, clear one. the air. Get it out of the way. Mm -hmm. There's literally mm -hmm. no way that it, it gets it out of the way. Like it just spawns more, but that's okay. Um, yeah, but I would say like actually like one of the things we could do is uh, you know, for those out here interested in playing this game, and I would say like if you're interested in like survival crafting game games like this is definitely one you should try. Um, it might be a little bit intense for some people, but that intensity is like a nice like basically balance check. Like it it keeps you in line and it keeps you moving forward and trying to innovate. You know what I mean? Because you can't just like lift off the ground in two seconds if you don't know what you're doing and then just be done. Um, but it is a little bit intense. But we do have actually here a list of mods recommended uh, for this game. So I actually think that's kind of a cool thing we could go through. I'm staring at it right now. Um, all the rough of you could go through it if you wanted. It's actually your list. Um, but I just think like that's something to share to people because if you did want to play this game, I do think the modded experience is really nice. Because keep in mind, like the, the top mods um, 
are actually like done really respectfully, like within the art of the game for the most part. And they're like done to like make it easier or help you in some ways. It feels almost like a cooperative dev experience than just like, I mean, some of them are like, yeah, you have infinite everything, bro. What's up? But a lot of them are like within the challenge of the game. Like it's people still wanting to like play it and like struggle and stuff, but it's just people wanting to make that easier because they're sitting there going like, Okay, fuck. So I know that this mushroom does one thing if I eat it uncooked, but how much exactly does it do? And then if I cook it, how much exactly more does it do after? So like, you know, some of the really nice ones are just like, hey, this is what it gives you. So you can just sort of like make your choices instead of like, like once you're out of the experimentation phase, I think it becomes like the experimentation phase of this game is really nice. But I think like at some point it becomes like actually just do you remember what's going on? And for me, <laughs> I definitely do not remember what all these items are doing. So it's nice like haven't be seen but yeah um, yeah i think it's definitely a game where it's like there's a certain point where it's okay to use the wiki and that point like depends on you mm -hmm. and there's a point where like you'll just have more fun that way of just like let me just like amass all the knowledge of this game and enjoy the process of using it to do well mm -hmm. yeah totally um and some of the mods are like kind of in line with that it's like okay it's just gonna show you those values hmm yeah. But it is like a very opaque game at first. Mm -hmm. Which we talked about. Yeah, earlier. like it doesn't even yeah. show you like your health number unless you mouse over your health like globe. I was going to say it feels a lot like um, some of the, well, pretty much all roguelikes. Right. <clears throat> where, um, I mean, I guess it kind of is a roguelike. It is a roguelike. Yeah, I think mm -hmm. so. Mm -hmm. Um. I guess all survival crafting games are sort of a roguelike. Well, not all of them. But. Well, I think a lot of them, like, you die and there's, like, some penalty. Um, yeah. But I think this one was really designed, like, you die and you start over and then you start a new run. It's just, mm -hmm. like, it tends to have longer yeah. runs than most modern roguelikes anyway. Mm -hmm. But they don't right. go all the way into the intense where, like, where they randomize, like, what things do. Like, you're putting on the fucking pedal hat and you're like, yeah. We'll see if I die today. Like, it's not like that. It's It's more like you, you, you go forward with your knowledge. After <laughs> right right it's, um, it's one of those where the first one you'll be terrible i mean unless yeah. you're just a god which is awesome good for you yeah, like, like i, I died to the first night yeah i totally blew i was it like out. what <laughs> darkness hurts yeah exactly exactly yeah i was like there are nights in the game i, I only <laughs> didn't die to the first night because i somehow knew that i should make a torch i don't remember why i think hmm. i saw somebody play this game for like 15 minutes Maybe at some point on Steam, on on uh, Twitch. Um, but I feel like, yeah, every kind of everything that you encounter that is deadly will probably kill you the first time you see it. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, well, by so design. I actually, yeah, no, I agree with this, but I do want to talk about this a little bit because James, I was think I was shadow playing with you in my head, um, mm -hmm. your narrative, some of the things you've taught me about roguelikes and stuff, as we were all playing here. Um, because it's like what's interesting is the other approach, James, is people like can rightfully so be like afraid of new things and not go and experiment and try stuff because they don't feel they're ready to do so. And that's a totally like viable way to play, especially if it's like what your soul speaks to you. But what's interesting is I was trying to coax people here to experiment more and then die like you're talking about. Um, but like yeah. because they have to learn, right, it's the it's kind of the way. Um, and so it's just interesting, right? Because like, if you if you encounter things and try to learn and they're devastatingly powerful and you die, that's one way. And the other way is people just avoid a lot of stuff. But then 
it shrouds the, them in mystery longer, although they may enjoy that. But it's just interesting because I was thinking about those two different dynamics of play and how, you know, James basically was like, I'm going to essentially speedrun dying as many times as possible by trying yeah. things on. You know <laughs> what I mean? Right. Totally. Um, it's like the uh, the Silicon Valley fail fast strategy. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, I'm, I, I'm on the end of the, like, uh, avoid danger at all costs and, like, hunker down strat. And so, like, I think my first day, like, I lasted maybe about three days or something like that. But that was only because, like, at least in single player mode, I, like, A, crafted, like, everything that was available to me besides the, like, science machine. Um, so that's, like, a fire and then your, like, starting tools and then I would just kind of hunker down in that one area, though, and, like, exhaust all the resources around there. And eventually a tree would just come alive and, like, kill me eventually. <laughs> because it's just, I feel like it was, like, the way of the game just being, like, you got to go explore. You got to go, like, learn how to fend for yourself. And I'm just like, I want to hunker down. I want to create a base. I don't know. <laughs> like, please. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, dude, and on that topic, though, like, things that we must get out of our mouth and onto the recording is if you're trying to fight things, the hotkey, control F, and if you're trying to pick things up and or cut things down and or farm things, the hotkey, space bar, I mean, these are game changer levels. Like, it's yeah. it's like clicking on things with the mouse. Like, every time you do that, it should just give you a tool tip, like... <laughs> You're just like Don't use the hotkey. I mean, that would be so yeah. annoying, obviously, but you know what I'm saying. It, so it, it, it does actually have like loading screen tips where it does say this, but it, it does it does really feel like it's lacking a tutorial on that where it could benefit from one. But I think that's, as we said, it's like is, kind like, of stylistically against the right. design of the game. Right. Yeah, modern modern like loading screens don't last long enough to read shit. Yeah, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, there's um, also that. It was it was funny because uh, actually this morning I was like watching some streamers stream this game, and I think like with the at least the, with the Twitch community, like the people streaming it are people who are streaming to like eight or nine people at a time. But I was like watching it's this got one some big woman. Streamers too, actually. Yeah, uh, at least this morning there was just this like yeah. one woman who was like trying it for the first time, and so like she was clearly like clicking on everything and so i just like typed in the chat i was like the only chatter that was just like hey you should hold down space bar when you like try to chop things down and she was like floored yeah you changed her life no it's 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 life-changing like it because it not only does it like first okay okay let's just let's just like really break it down when you're trying to cut down a tree it's like you'll have like when you're clicking on it you'll have like a magic like session where you clicked on it and everything worked fine and you just hit it a bunch of times and you're like cool and then you'll have those and you can't explain why you think you're still clicking on the base of the tree. You think you think you're you know you haven't moved your mouse at all. But you'll just kind of like be off the beat or something will be weird. And I remember this was definitely happening with us. And you could hear it. You'd be like walking by and you'd hear someone just whiffing on a tree, just like you're just like, dude, what's happening? There is actually a. I think it's fixed in together now. But there was a bug where like when you chop the tree, there's like an animation of like little like pine needles or leaves falling and the leaves actually obstruct the mouse over (laughs) yeah so like that would interfere with the clicks wow um but you could also spam click or hold click and those work pretty well oh hold clicks interesting yeah that's kind of cool but because more of the story though is that not only does it give you the flawless tree cutting every time but it like sucks you up to the tree you don't have to walk over there it's like it's like the game drives itself 
over the tree and over to picking up all the stuff and it is just a joyous feeling to just be on the back of a of a just a lawnmower just running through resources it's pretty good mm -hmm. so definitely recommend that yeah yeah and actually on the streaming thing i think this is like the game that got me looking at twitch uh, mm -hmm. for the first time and it, it's a it's a really fun game to watch people play because it's all about that like experimentation and exploring and and you you often get a chance to be like hey what if you did this and and blow their mind yeah yeah, absolutely. There's a lot of blow your mind mm -hmm. moments in this game that could potentially happen. Even just trapping something for the first time, watching someone do that was like, oh, that's strong. Um, yeah. And then it's also one of those games that like, it feels like it works very systematically. So like if you understand like how the rabbits are going to go at your trap just slowly, basically like no matter, like they are possessed by your trap. You know, if they're within range and you put the bait down, like they, they will just go there. So when you watch that, you're like, oh, I could just like leave and come back. But if I go too far, I'm definitely going to get lost unless I have a map mod. <laughs> um, <laughs> but like, you know, you're just sitting there like, yeah, okay, okay, I understand. So like the understanding capability of this game, like, you know what I mean? When you like sit there and you realize like once something Raphael told me, for example, is like, you know, if you like don't destroy certain things when you're farming them, then they'll like sustainably respawn. You know what I mean? Like just the, like once these things click, you're like, oh, that really changes things. Because we were just... You know, we were doing what we were like basically just like farming everything like in the least sustainable possible way and then just being sort of like what do we do do we go somewhere mm -hmm. should we go to another level like we we we've made an inhospitable planet now <laughs> <laughs> you know what i mean and so just like learning those things like really really changes how how you play it um i'm curious actually though this is something that Raphael was teaching us at one point because a lot of what we were doing at least elena sophie and i when we were playing three player over here was we were like camping like together for the most part like at night and like inventory managing and doing stuff like that um feeding people whatever else but you were saying there's a lot of other cool things you could be doing at night do you want to talk a little mm -hmm. bit about like strategy for night like what uh yeah, so, I mean, I guess, like, early on, the most productive thing you could be doing at night is actually exploring. And so just, like, crafting a torch and going around exploring. Hmm. Uh, you'll, especially if you have, like, the mini-map mod, that helps a lot because you can actually, like, see what's around you more so than with the torch. Yep. Maybe a little cheating, but uh, hmm. I think it's it's worth it. Um, so, yeah, like, exploring. Uh, there's also things that, like, only happen at night. So, like... Interesting. Certain kinds of mushrooms will only pop out of the ground at night uh, and let you mm. pick them. Um, yeah, I guess also if you if you go into the caves, uh, it's basically just night down there. So like learning to deal with night uh, kind of prepares you for the caves. Mm -hmm. um, and there's a lot of good stuff in the caves too. So like if you get light bulbs, then you can start getting lanterns and those are like refuelable torches with a much nicer light radius that you can also put down on the ground as a light source so they're they're mm. really good hmm. yeah that's really awesome yeah that makes so much sense it's like it's one of these things where it's like it's kind of mind-blowing because it's like th what the game suggests to you is that night is scary and you should be safe and you should be safe but if you change your perspective towards like it's true and early on you need to be exploring that constantly obviously not enough to die but like you got to know what's around you and you got to know where these resources are because if you don't know where they are you know because it's like it's random like t tiles it's, you know i don't know if it's, but you know it's random seeding i want to say mm -hmm. 
uh, like each time. So it's like helpful. Like, and that's one of the, dude, that's honestly one of the things I really love about the beginning of a Don't Starve Together run is where like everyone just like fans out to find what we find. And then it'll be like, yo, I found this over here. And I'll be like, cool, tomorrow I'm going to go there because I'm the guy who does this. Uh, is pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, although, another thing I was going to ask about is how reasonable do you think is it for people to have roles like that in a co-op game where it's like, I'm the person who catches, you know, whatever. I've got the traps and stuff. Like, it seems reasonable on the outset. We were just, like, struggling with, like, I was just trapping things literally all day. And then I'd come back and I'd be like, I can't feed everyone. Mm-hmm. I, like, tried. Well, so, I mean, I think it, it is reasonable, but there's also some things that aren't really roles. So, like, trapping things is not a role. Mm-hmm. It might look like it's a role, but, like, trapping things is just, it's not very effective. Mm-hmm. That's what uh, you're, like. you're not going to be able to feed everyone from just trapping things. Yeah, that's what it felt like. Uh, so, I think there's, like, some of the roles make sense, uh, but there's also, like, a set of core competencies that everybody really needs to acquire if you're going to be successful. So, like everybody really does need to learn how to kite or they're going to die in, in combat when combat comes. And mm-hmm. combat does come. Like, you can't just avoid it. Right. Um, well, I mean, you can be very creative and avoid a lot of it. But uh, it's not going to let you avoid it, I guess, easily. Yeah. And even though there are, like, and we should talk about this a little bit, too, because really, it's actually quite cool. Um, Together has, like, characters. And actually, the the original has characters too but it's like the roles in a multiplayer game just like feel like really cool and distinct but you know there's like a combat guy and there's other such things like this and they're really actually quite creative um however yeah like you're saying like one just because one guy does combat doesn't really mean he should be the like you found a thing to fight like he's only gonna fight this thing yeah Um, yeah yeah zoe and james did you guys have favorite people that you played by the end I mean, I only played, so I only played Winston, and Wilson. then, yeah, and then... Uh, Winston the, from Overwatch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The gorilla, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you um, did play one... The old lady. Uh, oh, Wickerbottom, um, yeah. Wickerbottom. Is that the Was librarian? The yes. Okay, yeah, yes. my sister played her for a little bit. Mm-hmm. She's she was cool. cool because she you could play or you could craft a backpack, like, right from the start, mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. that was like pretty much my i guess role at the beginning of that co-op session was just to like craft everyone else backpacks yeah Yeah. um and then also like you can build like the little science thing like very quickly as her um Mm. which was cool i don't know i kind of just stuck with like the starting the starting one just because i still didn't quite get a grasp but all but also like james james who did you play with the ghost like oh my god she's 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 so good she's She's so strong she's strong i love her yeah she's Uh, the real combat one yeah (laughs) you can um accidentally leave your ghost sister so you have a twin sister who is a ghost um that you can't revive um mm-hmm. and she just follows you around and you can she there you have an item that's like a flower um which by the way can catch fire um fyi <laughs> uh and then it'll burn and then you won't have access to your sister anymore um you you can craft there a was new a, one, but like you need it yeah items. but but 
so I learned this during uh, a catastrophic failure of the server. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, uh, we got to winter for the first time and uh, things just spiraled out of control. Yeah. Well, actually, they spiraled out of control just before winter and winter made it worse. Mm -hmm. That is yeah. true. Yeah. Rarely helps. <laughs> yeah. Um, I uh, had accidentally angered a tree deity um, some days earlier and it was wandering around. I assume that's what ha was happening. Um, chopping down trees. Apparently, you can do that. Um, yeah. There's a small chance that a tree turns into a tree guard when you chop a tree. Yeah, which is an extremely powerful enemy. Um, and it was just chilling, wandering around, and I assumed it would not come and destroy our whole base. Um, but instead what happened was that it came and destroyed our whole base. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> well, so I had a hand in that. It's like fire is really effective against it. Um, uh -huh. But then... I didn't have the aggro, and so it started walking all over our base while it was on fire. Yeah. 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 And, and then I died yeah. and dropped all of my shit on the floor, and then it caught fire. Um, oh. And then I got revived, but the flower had caught fire. Mm -hmm. um, so I didn't. I didn't have my sister anymore. But anyway, so you can like whisper mean things to the flower and make your sister angry, and then it goes and attacks things. Um, Wait, is that wrong. what you do? You weren't even a very good sister. She's like, I want to go kill this thing. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, yeah. I think you're I saying mean, more like, go get him, Abigail. That's what I imagined. Yeah, you're, you're more like, you know, telling her to just go fuck, go fuck shit up. You're not telling her that she can't live up to your your memory. She'll always live in my shadow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> or I guess the the other thing we we uh imagined was like those are the kids that teased me at school yeah exactly but dude watching this thing fight like 900 bees at once with like aoe or some oh crazy God. shit was just like to what the bees. fuck dude yeah. you have you have like 150 uh health like on average right as a character mm -hmm. and she has 600 mm -hmm. um and a strong attack it's kind of nuts. Yeah, I feel nuts. like when we played, obviously McCoy was the main combat person for a while because so, my sister and I were um, afraid of the combat mostly. And we're like happily hunting and gathering and, and do that kind of thing. Um, but I was playing yeah. as that character as Abigail. And then eventually I think it was like a spider situation. And I went to go help and I stuck Abigail on them. And I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. I... <laughs> am the champion here yeah and, and then, so then it's, i did all the combat um, and it's just it's just way me better. with like the strength character or whatever who's really cool actually the one who has to like lift or like do physical activity or else they like freak out yeah i liked him wolfgang wolfgang i'm literally him and i'm like 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 all right guys i'm gonna go fight all this and i come back out and i'm like yo send the ghost in there and i'm just like <laughs> on the side just like lifting as the ghost just like goes and like wrecks everything and i'm like i'm definitely useful i just like rolling around yeah it was good um well, so maybe you didn't get to combat uh, where it mattered. Like, I think actually the tree guard is an example. There's a few, like, very large, very powerful and single enemies uh, where Abigail is really not very useful. Um, and so she helps with all the, like, smaller combat, especially when there's swarms of things. Uh, but for those, like, bigger enemies, uh, Wolfgang and, and Wigfrid are a lot better. Yeah, it makes sense. Honestly, just, surprised. like, the, the creativity of the roles in this game is pretty cool. This game feels 
kind of like I want to say like board gamey or something. I don't know how to describe that, but it has this like really like creative like like how did you come up with roles that like fit all these systems? I like like the, you know what I mean. It's like roles are like pretty common in like gaming, and none of these roles are really anything I've actually heard of before. And they're so uniquely crafted for this experience. It's just it's pretty cool, to be honest. Yeah, and I think in single player like was what set the stage for it, and they did a lot more in in together to set these roles. But like in single player, they were sort of like let's play with the systems of the game with each of these characters. So like, uh, one of them, Woody, like he turns into a were beaver on full moons, mm -hmm. um, and then you just like go around rampaging as this were beaver, um, and then you wake up at, after the end of the full moon, and you're like you've got like no sanity and no hunger and like very little health. And then you got to like pick yourself back up and it's cool. Uh, yeah. So they do a lot of, they did a lot of like uh, interesting stuff with the characters there. I guess like uh wicker bottom, for example, is like she has basically a science machine built into her in that she's like one tier up of crafting, uh, but she can't sleep. So, uh, that was like one of one of the good ways early on, I guess, uh, in your exploration of the game to recover health and sanity is to to sleep, and she cannot do it. Hmm. Um, She's just too genius, bro. You know. The, and also, the... doesn't was she the character that like I felt like I couldn't eat certain things without her reacting to them? As oh, well? uh, yeah. So she doesn't like spoiled food, and so if food is like no longer green, then she like gets like way less from it yeah uh and then there's like another character that's a robot and he's like totally fine with spoiled food mm -hmm. um <laughs> yeah and then there's a, and also a, a combat he character? can like oh, get struck by lightning and he gets like supercharged and runs around glowing huh yeah it's just it's just really unique like it's just interesting and they just created these like interesting rules like there's another combat character that can only eat meat like has to go like hunting basically constantly mm -hmm. Um, but it's like super good at doing that and like has like a spear and some defenses like right away. Well, so the, the funny thing is she's actually a performance artist. So she's acting the role of the Valkyrie. She's, yeah. And that <laughs> and that's the thing. Like this game has like a very cute touch. Like if you're mm -hmm. if you try to quit the game, it's gonna like give you flavor text. I I like the word flavor text. Yeah, I think it says like Maxwell will miss you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I love the term flavor text here because it does such yeah, a disservice like to a cleverness. 90, like a late nineties early 2000s game like <laughs> are you sure you want to leave mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and you're like my mom's telling me to and but the game doesn't want me to i'm caught between two people who am i going to disappoint the game or my mom right always your mom right right yeah <laughs> you're going to disappoint really her eventually anyways yeah. <laughs> <laughs> am i um, <laughs> another uh, interesting character is the the spider character because the the game has this it's not like well spelled out, but like when you get into the mechanics, you'll figure it out. There's like, there are different factions in the game. There's like a spider faction and there, or a monster faction, I guess, and a pig faction and they fight each other. Mm -hmm. um, and the spider character is like switches sides. So like he's on the spider faction and spiders are chill with him, but pigs will attack him. Hmm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Just like, dude, just like even like, it's funny, like, it must have been weird, Raphael, to watch people play this game and just be like, oh, right, I forgot that I learned that. You know what I mean? Because it's like, yeah. you, when you walk up to a pig, you're like, this thing could be evil. But then if you hit it, it's like, 
then then they're evil but like they're not evil but then they like you can kill them but then like you know like that's all that interaction is stuff people have to like figure out and so you must have just been like oh because i know you're watching me chop down small trees and just being like he doesn't understand that small <laughs> trees aren't big trees yeah and, that was that was painful well i was like i understand they're not going to give you as much yield but i didn't really realize they were just going to like grow into big trees later i thought they were just small trees bro you know we out here it's a tough it's nice a tough easy. day you know they're not all gonna be yeah trees. i explained that one to you it's okay Raphael tried like really nicely to hint that one for you and then it was very clear you didn't understand well, so actually, in my hinting, I still didn't understand that McCoy didn't get that they would grow up. I just thought, like, he could focus his efforts on the big trees. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, I didn't realize that that was the, the misunderstanding. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so there's, like, a lot of misunderstandings like that and stuff. like It's it's just, it's it's an interesting game to, like, learn and to manage. And I think the systems in it are, like, pretty cool for all those things considered, like... It's funny, though, that the story of this game is, like, we made this game that was like punishing and you die a lot, but has like interesting systems. We thought no one would like it. And I totally get that. But like, man, that's kind of how the good games are made though. It's the one where you're like, well, I made this game that I think I would actually enjoy. It's actually hard. And then people mm -hmm. got into it and they actually like it. Cause like, yeah, if this game wasn't as punishing, man, I don't think, I don't think there would be like the substance here. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's nice that it's punishing. I mean, it's terrifying. And it's one of the things that I personally like, maybe don't like love just being like constantly on the clock and slowly dying. But like, I, I can feel that like that just cranks the gears of everything. It's motivational. Yeah. It's motivational for sure. And that's nice. Um, I definitely like when we were doing our three person run and we were like, you know, communicating our teams and our like squads, what we were up to definitely like a lot of the calls I made were like things like, okay, it is time for us all to die and start over. And be like, well, but I think we can make it. I'm like, but for how long? And then we would kind of like come together and we'd like, Look at our resources and be like, probably about a day. <laughs> it's like let's just let's just call it. Let's just call it. We gotta figure this out. But I will say, like the first time, yeah, we were like we were pretty bad. Um well I guess like okay, like just getting into the details of like our first we so it was Sophie, Elena, and I all in a room and we were watching Elena play. That was like the first thing. She was playing the single player. And then we and then like Sophie went off to play and I was watching her play the single player. So we like we did like all these sorts of different like watch sessions where we were like trying to figure it out sort of together. One person could be sitting there trying to keep track of things like helping out. Mm -hmm. um, and then eventually we played together. But I would say like, yeah, we went from like being, I would say bad, you know, which way you're supposed to be. Yeah. I think you're supposed to die a lot at the beginning. Mm -hmm. Of yeah. course. But like, you know, like every run is better than the next. If you're learning things, like I would say at the beginning and like leaps and bounds, and then eventually you get to the point where you're sort of like, okay. So I was like doing really good for like an hour. <laughs> And then I threw it. And you're like, God damn it. I have, to, I have to do another. I think I could probably do better, but also, oh, God. And so, you know, that's that's the roguelikes for you. I've definitely thrown some after a decent amount of time. You're like, oh, boy. Yeah, so, so my favorite character to play was not Abigail. Uh, at least in Don't Starve. I didn't really play her in Don't Starve together. It was Willow. Um, what's Willow do? She has a sweet lighter. Mm. Mm, a reliable uh, lighter, perhaps? Yeah, it it in Don't Starve, it's just a it's like a free torch. Hmm. Like you never have to make torches. Hmm. You just have a lighter. Um in Don't Starve Together it seems to have fuel. Um so I don't know what's up with that, but probably balance or something. Um but you can probably refuel it. 
um, or just make another one. But she also uh, starts fires when she's stressed out. Hmm. Um, As you do. Yeah, she's flicking a lighter around. You know what I mean? Oh, and she's like inspired by the fire starter, basically. Yeah. Yeah. She's a pyromaniac. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all yeah. like all of her lines are like, that looks flammable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like the ponds that the frogs live around, she's like, this won't burn. It's <laughs> like disappointed. Unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. Um I enjoyed playing as her. Um, I enjoyed like burning stuff that I didn't find aesthetic. Um and uh yeah that it was fun yeah it's a fun game did you guys james and zoe because did you guys play you feel like mostly single player this week or did you play mostly together we played together this week i played mostly i mean i played entirely single player the the week before (laughs) yeah and this week i kind of i did pretty much half and half i'd say Mm-hmm. Huh. So, I think I I don't know why, but like the crafting system, it, it, it's very weird because it's like after a while the crafting system and to get and don't start together, you get so used to that you go back to single player and then you're like, wait, where is everything again? Yeah, I had the I same experience probably. having after we played like the three of us together, and then I went to go play just darn starve, and I was like, wait, I did it all wrong. Could you I can't just play together? Is as one person is that like not advisable uh you could there's some things that like a lot of the like combat things are tuned to have higher health mm-hmm. um i'm i'm 100 percent sure there is a mod somewhere i've seen it that like retunes it for single player mm-hmm. um so if you want to play single player in together then that's what i would recommend although there is like one notable thing that isn't in together that is a really great single player experience um and well actually in in addition to the dlcs um of which there are two that are just like completely different worlds with different content in them um cool but the other thing is uh adventure mode uh so i don't know if did any of you get into like maxwell's door no no so it's got like it's got a little bit of a story to it and like a series of challenge worlds basically uh where you're like searching through these worlds trying to survive through in like challenging conditions uh and find these items and put them together and then like progress on to the next world uh so like the one it starts you out on often i think it's actually somewhat randomized which one it starts you out on uh, but one of them is the king of winter and it's just like you start the game in winter with nothing survive mm-hmm. yeah. wow yeah but uh, honestly for, that's like for the listener five. like winter you like freeze really quickly and you start like dying. And so you need to like quickly figure out, okay, I get a torch and I start burning trees. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, but like, honestly, like that's, that's like the vibe of the game. I mean, it's kind of like, it, it's, it really does feel almost like Oregon trail, like thematically or fielding wise, where it's just like, okay, I got to fucking scrape together some shit to like survive. And I feel like one of the famous human stories is like, yo, it's winter. Survive. You know what I mean? Play like, Frostpunk. I do want to play Frostpunk. Oh. Yeah. If you like, yeah. it's winter, let's survive. Frostpunk's pretty brutal. 
Okay. I've heard good things, but I haven't played it, though. Yeah. I will say it's yeah. interesting. Like, we're just talking about comparison games for a second, and we can come back. But we played a bit of V Rising because um, we had been hearing from people about it. Although, I think what Raphael said about it is really adequate. Not really. That's wrong. Like, really <laughs> yeah. accurate. It's, it's adequate what you said, Raphael. No, fucking hell. Um, you did fine. <laughs> what, what Raphael said? Just... Uh, yes, exactly. What he was saying. Yeah, MMO tuned. You know what I mean? That's yeah. yeah. Which is super fair. Um and we were like, we're playing on a private server and we're now like, you know, like people who are who know this game better than us are like having discussions with like, should we re-roll our characters on public servers? Because they played on a private server for like sixty hours and then one I'm like, dude, I don't I don't think we're gonna play this game much more. <laughs> um but but it is fun and it is a survival crafting game in some ways, like with combat and stuff. It's just like more league of legends combat style or like diablo style yeah it's like way lighter on the survival and way heavier on the combat what well, was interesting thing, to me like there's... don't starve is way heavier on the survival and pretty mm-hmm. it's pretty light i mean you do have to do combat and i think there's probably a lot of combat that like at least i didn't really interact with like kind of boss style combat that we really didn't do um mm-hmm. that i assume you need to do to kind of progress the game but yeah there's a substantial number of bosses in it actually yeah yeah but it's not like, oh, hey, cool, you have, like, a Q, you have, like, an E, you have, like, an F, you have a C, you know, you're dashing around, you're, this is your yeah. dodge. Um, but it's just interesting to see the, like, similarities of survival crafting, like, the the roots of survival crafting in all these games, because that's kind of our block, right? Like, that's what we're playing right now, it's, like, mm-hmm. all this different stuff, and so it's interesting to see it in V-Rising, too. Like, it, it fit in with the block. I was like, yo, some random game we're playing for whatever reason is like fitting in with this block. But it was interesting, right? Because you're getting a forge and you're smelting things. And then you're like, oh, but I need the forge to do this. And I'm starting to like understand the genre more. It's just interesting to see like that one be like much closer to my home in terms of like skill dodges, bro. And like, you know, all that shit. So it's just it's just interesting. It's just interesting to see. I mean, like... you can do skilled dodges and, and don't starve. Like, yeah, I don't know if you really got into the kiting, but like the whole idea of it is uh the enemies attack like they have a cooldown between their attacks and so you learn what their cooldown is and what their range is and then you're like okay on this enemy i can get three attacks in and then i need to like move away as they start their attack animation Mm -hmm. and then you like dive back in and so like you definitely like uh uh style on them when when you know their (laughs) their moveset Mm -hmm. what's the teabag in this game Is it emoting? I think it's genuinely. Slash, I, I tried to. I dance. tried to find it. Yeah, slash dance. That makes sense. <laughs> That's also essentially slash impossible. Squat. Slash what? Slash squat. I think. Slash squat. That, that sounds like a teabag to me. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like. It you, you can't really spam it though. So. All I know uh, is that, like, I remember back in like the old school days of World of Warcraft, where people would like dance on your corpse, and you know, listen, hey, you know, people uh, they like to do that sort of thing. I don't know. It it, it motivates me to come back stronger. Mm-hmm. Um resurrect my body and then get beat down again <laughs> that's what it motivates me to do yeah that's cool um Fair. yeah i don't know it's you know i mean still like obviously for me right this is still outside my zone of like games that i like are my jam but it's interesting to see like it clearly it can be and obviously we have living flesh proof of this but like you know this is one of those games that like clearly could be someone's jam you know if it if that survival crafting thing is sort of interesting to you then, like, I definitely feel like you kind of, like, owe it yourself to try this because it's just, like, it's clearly quality. You know what I mean? It's clearly quality. And I find it, like, mesmerizing to look at. Like, we were mesmerized for, like, a day and a half mm-hmm. last weekend when we were all playing it. We were like, oh, let's, like, try it or whatever. And then it was kind of, like, 
do we have anything in the freezer we could eat? You know what I mean? Like, it's just like, we're just starving in real life. You know what I'm saying? Like, just trying to like, because it's so fast. I, I personally game. think like starving in real life is like the right way to play the game. Mm-hmm. It's just oh, yeah. like, it, it puts you in the zone. <laughs> mm-hmm. It enhances awesome. the experience. I like that. I like that. No, I like that. It's like closing the, the blinds or something for it. But that thing you're trying to do in like IMAX theaters now where they have like the four, like, like the senses. And, yeah. They're doing that? Right. That's disgusting. I don't, like I think they like spray smells at you or something. I don't. I'm not really up on the technology. I cannot they wait. Shake your seat. They squirt water in your haptic face. feedback. It's like haptic <laughs> feedback, but you're at because you're actually hungry. There is nothing that is gonna like decrease my interest in sex scenes more than haptic feedback. <laughs> <laughs> A hand comes out of the seat and just yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, like spanks you or something. And you're like okay, like. Alrighty then. That's awesome. I never thought about playing Don't Starve Starving. I mean, I didn't think about it intentionally. I I did it in the flesh, but mm-hmm. yeah, that's cool. Mm. No, that's cool. Um, it's just like a it's just a cool game. I don't know. It's just a cool thing, and I I really do say like it's one of those things. Like I don't know if it's like I I feel like it's such a tired comparison, but like yo, it's kind of similar to Dark Souls, but like in the way you have to figure things out. And I think games like that... It's the Dark Souls of survival crafting games. Yeah, it's really like yeah. closer to a lot of other things, certainly. Um, but there are similarities, <laughs> of course. But I do think like... I it, bet it's been described that way before, though. Definitely. Definitely. Um, like a knowledge is power sort of thing. But like, yeah, like I just appreciate... And I find it's, it's a very double-edged sword when a game is this like dense... Cause, dude, when you open Don't Starve Together and you look at the things you can you can build, you're like, I think it's time to watch TV. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's just like, I don't know if I'm kind of like for the this. Path of Exile skill tree. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, or like modded <laughs> Minecraft opening. Like, uh, well, I guess you you actually usually have a mod that gives you a crafting search. Yeah. Exactly. And it oh, has God. like hundreds of pages. Yeah. Yeah. Right. That's true. definitely when we first started playing Don't Start Together. That's what we did at night. Like at night, everyone would gather up around the like everyone had to journey back, right? So you're mm-hmm. we all would spread out. Then at the night, you have to journey back to make sure you got there in time. Someone would start the fire. It'd be like called mm-hmm. out. Someone's like, okay, I'm starting the fire tonight. I got the stuff. And then um, my sister and I would just sit there and essentially like go through the crafting yeah. menus and like look at each item. And be like, oh hey, you can make this thing. I'm like hey, look, this is how you trap birds. There's a bird Meanwhile, trap. I'm cooking all the meat that I've been trapping and stuff like this. Yeah. Yeah, it's actually really funny too because it's like there was all these like weird like tendencies that exist. Like for example, like when you guys were doing that, mm-hmm. I remember like I'd be like, hey, it's it's starting to get tonight. You guys should come back. And then you know, like you guys would be out a little bit like like past what I'd be comfortable past with. Past our like, bad times. Yeah, I'd like be running out with towards like, hey guys, like do you have the material for? Come on, this way. No, where, where's the base? Oh, it's this way. Especially God without the map mod where you can't see where your fucking base is. You're like, holy fuck. Um, and it was just cute to like, guys, we're we're you know, hey, come back. And then you guys would read the stuff. Um, but yeah, yeah, agreed. Well, and it's hard, at least with that extensive crafting menu, for me, it was hard to distinguish between, like, what stuff is vital and which stuff are just, like, for aesthetic purposes. <laughs> like, I think one of the first things I did was, like, make a potter's wheel. Because I'm like, oh, we've been collecting a lot of marble. I'm going to make a potter's wheel. And all I can really do it with it, at least as far as I could tell, was, like, craft marble statues that you can decorate your base with <laughs> so that's all i really did was just like craft these like bug creatures and then just like place them around i'm like hey we could set fire to these if we want it's like it's like <laughs> zoe we're starving 
we're literally yeah, James, dying. James Get some comes home from like a long day of trying to find berries, and is just surrounded by marble bug statues. And she's like, "Yo, yo, if we hold on to these for a couple years, I think they'll go up in value." <laughs> it's basically an NFT. I mean, yeah, exactly. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, exactly. Um, dude, we watched this um this weekly gaming news thing, which like is honestly such a. It's uh, from Skill Up does a really great weekly gaming news recap and he has this section called nft no fucking thanks <laughs> and it's like oh <laughs> and it, yeah, it's just like and you'd be surprised how many weeks the gaming industry has to like come out with like we know you hate nfts but we're gonna try we've it got here one. and in the next week we heard you we put the nfts <laughs> away <laughs> until next time yeah exactly um unless you're ubisoft in which case they're like we'll keep going um but yeah like it's just, I don't know, it just makes me laugh, but yeah. Yeah, but totally, like, there's so, so much. And you have to understand, there's also, like, a timer on constantly. I don't know if, like, we didn't actually mess with, like, strategic pausing, but I think that was going to be our next level, was going to be, like, I was going to call, basically, timeouts, and we're going to do, like, strategy sessions, and then, like, go sessions. <laughs> because it's, like, the time is moving, and it's hard to, like, figure everything out in the time, especially when you're learning, and so you really can't do it all. So you kind of have to, like, learn some and just hope you're sort of getting by and then you'd be like oh wait you can craft this to to like you can put you can craft like a pedal hat to like deal with sanity like i had no idea you know and then that will like change your perspective on that but like it's just under the gun pressure was like hard to like learn and you're really not supposed to like learn it all and know exactly what's going on and that's why like subsequent runs are so much better because you're like i'm gunning straight for this because i need it um so i, I, I think there's yeah. Also, like, a very large part of the game is, like, understanding what is going to come your way in the future mm -hmm. and preparing for it in advance. Mm -hmm. So, like, the first time you get to winter, you're just you're just screwed. Like, mm -hmm. you're like, what the hell is this? I don't have anything to keep me warm except fires. And, like, none of the plants are growing, so I can't keep making fires. Mm -hmm. um, so, like, really what you need to do is prepare for that in advance by, like... Uh, farming up the materials for like winter clothing mm -hmm. uh, and then you'll you'll do much better uh, and then of course like in winter I mean we didn't get to this but there's a point where a giant deer clops which is like a giant deer but also a cyclops comes and just wrecks your base if you if you leave it hmm. uh, and then you have to like fight it um <laughs> And so it's like it's sending a series of challenges at you and you're sort of like building up your repertoire to like and and you're like plan for like how you go through the game uh, on each run. Yeah. And then like Reign of Giants kind of uh, extended this more by being like, OK, in addition to winter, we're also going to give you like spring and summer. And so, like, in spring, it's super rainy, and, like, rain actually becomes a problem because, like, you get wet, and, like, when your tools are wet, they, like, slip out of your hands when you're chopping things. Uh, That's so and then there's another giant in spring. Um, and then you get to summer, and then summer it's too hot, and you're like, wait, but I don't even have summer clothing, right? Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> Just take it off, and then. And then there's another That's giant. what the nude mod yes, is for. I'm so glad that someone who wasn't me said it because I really true, wanted to talk true. about the nude mod again. True. Dude, yeah. what I want, though, is I want the nude mod to be like, this is probably not how this works, so forgive me if I, but I want it to be, I want it to be like a server side thing that you can see, like, you know what I mean? Because there's like mods you can install on the, 
the server. Oh, sorry. I want to be client size. What I'm trying to say, because I want to oh, like, I want to be the one that like modded my characters. Everyone else during summer is like taking off all their clothes to be like warm, and they get like the normal characters looking, and I'm just like ripped, full six pack, just look amazing. Massive dong. Yeah, massive dong. Just rolling around like, sup <laughs> guys? I'm lifting weights. <laughs> like this is what I want, and I want other people to regret not having modded their. Like that's how we can get adoption for our nude mod is like you can go into a public server and you look better than everyone else during these periods. Mm. Yeah. Well, so if you did it as a client side mod, then only you would see it. Fuck, dude. That's lame. Dude, I know. Um, one time. God, this is hilarious. One time. Uh, this is probably a crime. Um, <laughs> no, it's not. Great start to a story. I know. It's fucking. It was Second Life, dude, and it was like me and like fucking Matt, a friend of mine. Um, we like were in Second Life, and we like were just rolling around in different worlds that existed. We must have been in high school or something, and we're rolling around in different worlds that existed. And at one point, we just like get to this club where everyone's just naked, and at the door, they give you like this nude clothing you're supposed to wear because it's clothing that you put on that makes you naked. Because like the only way to change your appearance was clothing, so you put on this like nakedness, mm -hmm. and they give mm -hmm. you this item like at the door, like it's a fucking towel or something, and they just like hand it to to you, and you're like, oh, sick, and you're walking around the club, and it was like super weird and honestly truly a delight to experience what the fuck people are up to. But then. We left that, so we left that, and we went to Naruto Land, which was the next one we got to, and Matt watched Naruto. I didn't watch Naruto, but Matt watched Naruto, and you can fly in that server for whatever reason. So we still had our naked clothes on, and we were flying around Naruto Land naked, and they were sending us messages like, you you need to stop, we're gonna <laughs> kick you. And I was like, Matt, speak to them in Naruto, and he starts quoting Naruto episodes to them, <laughs> As they're just like flying after us to kick us. It was ridiculous. <laughs> oh, one of my favorite memories I will cherish forever was just us flying around with nude clothing in Naruto land. Um, that's good. That's good. And I think that is, that is, I, I, I aspire to do something like that again before I die. Like that is, that is where I was truly in my uh, purest truly form. Happiest, yeah. yeah. Like my purest form, I think. Yeah. That was okay. Fun. Wait, I have a question about the actual game though. Okay. Raphael, does the game end? Like, if you get through spring and summer and all of that and winter and everything, do you eventually survive and not die? So Raphael... I was like, did also, has, did I just out Raphael uh, as having stepped away without knowing it? Fuck. But I think, I believe that I can answer this question. Fuck okay, yeah. let's let you try and then we'll, we'll just pretend already. like it never happened. Um, there, I, I believe that um, you just go indefinitely if you're good at this game. Mm -hmm. um, and Raphael admitted to being that good at this game that he can just keep going forever. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um until he gets bored uh so basically yeah, it does not end i i believe and Raphael, you can keep me honest here but you said like you typically get bored after like a couple hundred days but there's like easily people that have like done this game for like a couple thousand days yeah. where it's like that's the that's those are like you know all the aesthetic crafting aka you know the potter's wheel that i uh -huh. made like that's meant for the people on day 2000 yeah or something yeah, right. yeah not the so... people on day three I guess an, an in-game year is 72 days, uh, mm. where, where each day is a real-life eight minutes, I guess. Um, I think, yeah, I think that's right. Um, 
and yeah so like after a couple of in-game years i've like gotten all of the like the items that i wanted to get and there isn't really that much challenge anymore and so that's usually where i've stopped mm -hmm. um, but then there are the people who like to make like mega bases and in single player like this gets even more on steroids because you can have like you can have portals to some of the dlc worlds and then like back to the normal world and you can have like mega bases in each of them where you're like using materials from the other worlds um huh. yeah. So yeah you can get Definitely. to a point of like established in this game where you you have offspring and they just grow up in the society that you made and all they do is complain about how it's not quite nice enough for them meanwhile you've spent your no. entire life building it right no okay but there there are <laughs> things that you can like there is a point where you uh you can afford to die and still keep playing uh, so like there are, i guess the main thing in single player is the the meat effigy uh, where you like set up a statue and it deducts some of your maximum health basically to keep this running but if you die you like break out of the statue uh mm -hmm. and then you go find your your corpse and pick up your items and stuff super mm -hmm. weird name for that mm -hmm. well that's well, like meat effigy it's made out of it's made out of meat and beard hair so like that's one of w wilson's strengths actually is that he gets free beard hair because he, he just shaves yeah. Uh, other people have to like uh, go insane and fight bunnies. Yeah, I was wondering why they like had that as a point in his character description. I would not have guessed it's for the meat effigy as the answer, but mm -hmm. I'm I'm glad that I now know. Yeah, I feel like part of like just game design is like, mm -hmm. how do we name this thing? You could call it a respawn point, or you know, and then it's just like every game has its own thing, like. You know, it's like in V Rising, it's a coffin. You know what I mean? At least in, I will say I respect this game. Like, Meat Effigy is pretty out there. It's not like we just called it something else to call it something else. It's its its own thing if it's a Meat Effigy. Yeah. That invokes a very different vibe. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, like here, let me, let me find a picture of one. I mean, please, please keep talking. But then No, we... yeah, wait. <laughs> no, we're going to. We all forgot. <laughs> That yeah, we're yeah, a yeah. podcast, we're an audio-only operation. Yeah, so we like to keep it silent so people can focus <laughs> mm -hmm, and chill. Mm -hmm. We were being very patient. Yeah. What if the listener yeah. needs to go grab something? Hey, if you do, we'll keep it silent for you. Don't worry about it. There. You can also press the pause button, guys. There in podcast chat is the meat effigy. Uh, I'd like to see the meat effigy, please. It looks kind of like a bunch of logs with bones sticking out of it. Yeah, that's that's where the meat is. Yeah, less meaty. Than I was uh, thinking. I was thinking more like Lady Gaga's um, meat outfit. Ah, uh, yeah. But then just with a beard. <laughs> I think the like meat is stuffed into the logs there. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Does it, James? It's insane. No, it doesn't make <laughs> any sense. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. Um, but it is in world it is in universe yeah you know what i mean definitely fits the aesthetic yes yeah. makes total yeah. sense in the game yeah absolutely it's just yeah i don't know it was it's funny because like i i was playing this game and i was like i feel like this would be a good game to listen to a podcast too while i just go grab stuff and then i instantly was like i don't know if this is especially not when you're learning because <laughs> i kept pausing like my podcast and be like okay what the fuck is going on? What am I doing? Okay, mm -hmm. I'm dying. No, I should have been more present. Ah, oh, shit. Um, 
I feel like, but it is like a very like all encompassing game though. Like in a lot of ways. Like I feel like when I'm playing this game, I am like locked in, <laughs> like trying not to die. Um, at least in the early stages, <coughs> which is where I am. But it's just funny because it's just like, it's clearly just like a, it's a vortex game, bro. I'm telling mm-hmm. you. It's, it's just like, it's got really interesting sounds, really interesting art design. And you're just constantly on the run trying to do something, trying to figure something out, trying to organize your inventory. If you're me, bro, trying to organize your inventory. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. The sound design of this game is actually really intricate. Like they've got Foley sounds, which is like the sound of the, your, your footsteps on, on different materials. Uh, and they did it a lot with like when you're going insane, uh, like sanity as a stat in the game when it gets low, like you start hearing voices and like dogs barking in the dis- distance and uh, the like colors of the screen get slightly warped and and drained of color. Mm-hmm. Um, and like there's a there's a filter on everything uh, in the sound as well. It like makes it like more muffled. Have these guys made any other games, Rafa? I'm just curious. It's a random thought. Oh yeah. Uh, so like Oxygen Not Included is also by them. Hey. Uh, okay. Also one of my favorite games. But also, um, they made a deck building roguelike game, right? Yeah. Really? Uh, yeah. So yeah. I was trying to get that on the podcast for a while, but I, I don't know. It just never like made it into the discussion. I think yeah, I put a, it in the spreadsheet. There's a lot of like, see, I think with dude, without a cell, bro, like this is a cell. Now that I know it's by these people, I feel like it has more detail. Yeah. And so like ever since this game, they've done all of their games early access. And I think they're like one of the developers that I really trust early access with because they, they use it well to improve the game by getting feedback. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Early access is a really wild thing. Like, it was like used really well at the beginning and then in the middle obviously was continuing to be used well by some but then it was just used as like just like an i don't know just just cuz you know what i mean and now it's weird like i was just hearing like yeah like i said it was like reviews and i guess they're not reviews but they're like impressions of e-rising one of the biggest compliments was like oh it's it's in it's in early access but it's basically done and i'm like is that actually good that it's in early access and actually done like I mean, it is because I think first impressions are important. Yeah. That's I mean, my I problem think... with, like, early access in general is that I think it can go really poorly because your first impression is likely what people are going to take away and remember from your game, even if you fix a lot of it later. Um, yeah. yeah. Mm, right. I, I think, like, to make early access work, you need to have a game that is fun to play that, like, it doesn't have all of the content, but you've, like, got some systems and it runs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, like, that's what you need. That mm-hmm. being said, like, I'm... I still have a lot of mixed feelings about early access. I think like one of the problems with it from my point of view is that it kind of changes when the zeitgeist moment of a game happens to yeah. like when it's in an unfinished state. And yeah. that like uh, is really unfortunate to me. I mean, yeah, we had or, no, essentially the same conversation that we had around cyberpunk is what I think about early access, right? Yeah. Like the zeitgeist moment for cyberpunk was when that game was broken and sad mm-hmm. and it, that will never change or go away. And I think it's the same thing if you release a game in early access and it like gets really big. Mm-hmm. Um, like I think the same thing happened to Valheim earlier this year, although it was not broken, but like the big zeitgeist moment for Valheim was probably when it was really in early access. Yeah. Was that this year? Was it last year? Whenever that was. And it'll be interesting to see, like, it maybe it releases to a lot of fanfare again, but I feel like most people who, like, were going to play that game played it, and now it's sort of over. Yeah. I mean, I've also yeah. seen... I mean, the, the other example that I've seen is, like, where it actually splits the Zeitgeist moment into two points, 
one at early release, early access, and one at release. Mm -hmm. But like, but sometimes they're big, but like sometimes it splits them in half, and that can be like bad for a game too, because then it's like some people have played it early, but then they're not as excited later. But then like some people are coming in later, and yeah, that's why, dude. Like I was so happy for Hades. Like obviously Hades is not my personally favorite game, but I was very nervous for Supergiant that they were had like they had like a sort of early access esque thing on epic right i was like god i hope that this isn't the fair and fair moment for the game because most people aren't even gonna play it because it's on epic you know what i mean like that would be so devastating if they like undercut their 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 popular zeitgeist moment for for this epic exclusive deal you know Mm -hmm. that they they wanted to pull off so yeah yeah it is cool to hear that like don't starve had it sounds like, too, or, like, everything I've heard about Don't Starve and Don't Starve Together, it sounds like they have such an active community around the games, but that they had an, an early access period that both, like, worked the way it was supposed to work and was genuinely helpful to them. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's pretty unusual. People are, communities are being formed all over online. Like, and they have been for a while, of course, but, like, you know what I mean? Like, uh, for example, uh, Baldur's Gate 3, right, which is the... I mean, it's it's the next game from the people who made Divinity, Original Sin 1 and 2. Mm-hmm. And, like, those games are pretty rad. And, like, they've had success with Early Access. And they talk about how, like, you know, our hardcore fans just, like, want to help us make this game. And a lot of them do a really good job at at loving the game and having ideas about it and giving us feedback. And so, like, why wouldn't we include them? Essentially, like, our community is, is here around the game. And we kind of make it with them in some ways. Obviously, they have to respect us as being the final decision on all of it, but you know what I mean? Like, that exists. And so that's that stuff is cool. Like, that stuff is definitely cool. Um, I, I did want to circle back. Like, uh, they've actually made quite a few games, these developers. Hmm. Uh, I think the one that they were really initially, like, known for was uh, Mark of the Ninja, which is, like, a 2D side-scroller stealth ninja game. Uh, I know this. Which is notable for, like, it visualizes the sound in the game as you like make footsteps it has like little echoes and i think that was the game that that, like first did that really huh Um, yeah and they also made a game called invisible ink which is kind of like XCOM, but uh more deterministic and stealth based i guess yeah adam was always like you gotta play this it's the fucking best XCOM." and i played it and i was like this is yeah invisible ink is really good yeah Hmm. yeah i mean i think it's like it's not my favorite type of game but to the extent that I enjoy those types of games, I, I really enjoyed it. Look at the art style on these bad boys. Like, they definitely have distinctive-looking games for sure. Yeah, there are these Does this say Crypt of the Necronancer? Is these, this can't all be them, is it? Uh, they did not make Crypt of the Necronancer. I think they helped out uh, publishing it in some way. I'm not sure exactly. Yeah. That's awesome, man. I mean, it's cool. Like, it's really cool to see, like, like, I feel like we all have, like, our developers and whatever that we're, like, that we love. And it's just, like, cool to see them go out and do stuff because it's just kind of, like, you can be sure that there's a level of care that I feel like we're all just kind of searching for in games, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, like, it's it's part of the reason why, like, it's funny because, like, you talk to a lot of people that aren't as into games and they'll say things like, well, yeah, I played this AAA game and that AAA game, but, you know, it's all right or whatever. And they do have their fun, and that's definitely awesome. And, like, a lot of people have had a lot more fun with those games than, say, I do these days. But what I think they often miss is they're like, why would you play these, like, smaller games? Like, what's the the point of that? And if you put 
the right one in front of them, they'll just be overtaken with like the quality and like the, just like the uniqueness of it. They're just so unique. Um, it's always, always nice to find like a, like people that are making unique stuff that you can like count on to be at least trying something with a level of quality. Cause like, dude, like, I don't know how much people are doing this nowadays. I try to still do it for fun because I think it's just like helpful, like exercise for the brain, but like really seriously, just trying game you've never heard of. that looks kind of interesting and boy, it is a crap shoot out there. Like, like if you were to say like that, what's the difference between trying out any one of these people's games versus trying out random games? It's probably pretty large, like the difference. So that's cool. What, what other stuff to do? Like, cause oxygen included. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so I've definitely seen this one. We've watched Raphael play that. Right. Yeah. So oh, that is that's like, that one. Of mm -hmm. course. That is one dude. of my favorite games so like of all time. Yeah, bro. It's like up there with Outer Wilds for me. Wow. Wow. I know that's that's like, but like that's big I talk. Think to some extent, like that's a game that I really recognize. Like it's for a very specific type of person. Yeah. And that person is me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But that's great though. That's the beauty. Like that's kind of like what's happening to everyone these days is that they're finding their very unique niche of the stuff that they absolutely love. But the, you know, like obviously the downside is then you're like, fuck, I want to talk about this game with people, but nobody understands this fucking game. Like that's what I'm doing with Elden Ring PvP right now. Like I'm just like fucking so deep. I'm like, I'm like, yeah. James, let's, let's just level your character all the way up to the end. And he's like, no, but I'm doing great. I'm like, I know you're doing great, James, but it's already over in my head. Like you already beat the game. That's fine. It's really just a matter of time, but time we don't have, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Which is like, it's just, I don't know. But, but yeah, like, but it's like, you know people and i think that's wonderful in its own way and that's part of the reason why these communities are popping up because it's like your local community doesn't really have 150 people who play elden ring pvp <laughs> that you could talk to but you could go find 150 people online that do it mm -hmm. um and i just i don't know i think that's like that's that's a beautiful thing that we are witnessing on the internet these days um is is people finding other stuff because it's like like I'm just, you know, it's like, I, I want everyone to go find the game that's made exactly for them like this, that Raphael loves this much. You know what I mean? Like, you, yeah. it's your job to go seek it and find it if you can. It's out there for sure. And it will give you great joy. Um, but, but I, I just, I just, I don't know. Like, dude, we can't play that game for the podcast. There's no way we'd be like, in the no. first 16 <laughs> seconds of the game, we noticed this observation. <laughs> like, that would be our <laughs> podcast. You know what I mean? Like... <laughs> Did so you know, uh, these next everybody shows? died in 20 seconds. Yeah, um, yeah I, I think no the structure fun. of that game is very, very antithetical to podcast. Yeah, right. And that it's like, it's sort of got an early phase that's kind of like don't starve in a way and that it's like you're experimenting and things fail. Um, but then it's got a late game that's more like Factorio or something where it's right, like you're right. building really complex, complicated like contraptions to solve problems that don't really need to be solved but you're solving them because it's fun exactly yeah yeah well i mean you don't have to get like super because like that's what video games are bro it's like it's like i'm solving a problem that doesn't really need to be solved, but like <laughs> yeah. i, want I to have both it's created fun. the problem and i will solve the problem right like that's why we like we were yeah like it was uh in fucking v rising right it's like you're a vampire you can't fucking go outside in the light yeah right that's the whole fucking premise and so it's like the day and you're just like burning alive and you're like the fuck i was in my menu and you're just lighting on fire but then you build a base, right? And you're like, until you get roofs, you're just sitting there like, what? 
I can't <laughs> walk around my base during the day because I just light on fire. Because there's just like all, all I built was walls, and the sun just like shines Mist in. Brazier. What's up? Mist Brazier. Yeah, exactly. And then you build that thing, which is powered by bones. I'm sorry. No, we need to go back. It's a brazier. It's not brazier. a brazier. Please tell me it is technically pronounced <laughs> brazier. <laughs> it is, I, I it's a brazier. Yeah, I at at a young age I pronounced it brazier, and my mom. <laughs> made fun of well, this is my moment. <clears throat> this is your moment. Um, where I get corrected. Sorry yeah. to mom, have really pointed it out, but I really wanted it to be true. <laughs> yeah, because because brazier is Wait. the word that bra is short for. Ah, uh, um, that makes sense. Yeah, That's very unfortunate. Mm -hmm. Uh. It's it's an unfortunate, very similar looking yeah. word. I well, just as you can tell, brazier. this is something that I've only read and never <laughs> yeah. heard. Pronounced. Yeah, yeah, fair. I just I also think it really shows my trust in Raphael. Where I was like, everybody stop! I'm pretty sure he knows what he's talking about, and it is not he that has said it wrong. I have been saying it wrong. You've been understanding it wrong. Yeah. Yeah. No, but like, when you make that right, does it not solve a problem? That ultimately the game created, right? But it's still like, fuck, I can walk around my base. It's pretty mm -hmm. sick. Like, you know, you're just walking around like, damn. Like, Brazeron. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, dude. <laughs> you're walking around with the Brazeron. You know, you're, I guess, <laughs> jumping and stuff. Yeah, I think you need easier. a really good Brazier if you're going to be a vampire because of all the movement. Yeah, yeah. all the jump. Plus, stuff. yeah. And it's got to be like, a, you know, like waterproof, but bloodproof, right? Yeah. You don't yeah. want to yeah. <laughs> yeah, because you need the blood just like, All I slowly can think of down. is like waterproof sheets for your pants. <laughs> 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 it's just that material. It's like, oh, I, I live across from um from Waterworld. <laughs> There's so many other waterproof things, but that was directly where my mind went. Dude, waterproof sheets are it's pretty intense. That's some late game stuff. Let's let's not go down this road. Okay. <laughs> I think it's technically a slip and slide. <laughs> All right, cool. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I will okay. say um, Mark and the Ninja is a game I tried to get into a bunch of times and did not succeed. But that's because I think I think it probably was, like, cooler and more, like, systematic than I was ready for. I think I was ready for, like, badass ninja action game. I think I – because of the art style. Every single time it was on sale, they would market Mark and the Ninja to me. And I'd be like, you're right. That does look really cool. Every single time. Mm -hmm. yeah it's like one of those that just haunted me it's like an early recommender mm -hmm. algorithm you like ninjas like yeah i, do I like mean ninjas. i think it is a cool game yeah and definitely. it has like a an interesting story and yeah mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. okay yeah anybody else got more things they want to talk about with this game just more shit. stories more i don't know anything hmm. uh so All right. I was gonna say I think I'm good. Let's rate this bitch. So Language. for rating, like, do we want to rate single player and together separately, or do we want to just rate them together? I was thinking together, unless people want to make a case for otherwise. My to me, instinct in the was same. also together. I think because we played them kind of like flip floppy for the past couple weeks, but I am welcome. Okay. To, I'm welcome to hear cases otherwise. I mean, so I, I I could rate them separately, although I I guess it doesn't actually make make that much of a difference. <laughs> they're both, yeah, yeah, I assume yeah, they're yeah, both yeah. thumbs downs. Yeah, so. exactly. <laughs> These games are meh. Yeah. 
And I realized that after 170 days where I had everything and I realized there was no late game. And so, you know, right. There was no ultra late game, you know, you're, okay, you're like, so I'll rate, rate them together. then. Okay. okay. Sounds good. Okay. Who wants to be brave? Lenny, you look brave. I think I had to go for that first last time too. Hmm. Maybe it's just because you're here great. and I look at you. Yeah. I'm the only person you can actually see. James also is also This is why brave. we need webcams. This is why we need webcams so I can see them and they can be brave. Exactly. Interesting. So everyone can try not to make eye contact with you. You know, like when you're in school uh-huh. and teacher asks a question and no one wants to answer it. And so like everyone's like trying not to make eye contact. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's just like that. Well, but this isn't fair. I can't pick up Raphael because this is his game. Well, Raphael has to go last. You're right. I know. Even despite his brave level. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Well, he's obviously the bravest among us. I agree. Oh, among us? We're talking about that again. Okay. What about, <laughs> so why doesn't Zoe go first? Because she's been silent. Oh, sh- Shit. Oh, called out. <laughs> All right, just Zoe. did a Matrix dodge. <laughs> <laughs> but he, like, did a Matrix dodge and, like, threw Zoe's body in front of, yeah, like, a, yeah. like, a body I, shield. I Matrix dodged while shoving Zoe under the bus. Yeah, yeah, yeah or yeah. she was just hiding <laughs> behind James. And that's I, was what just, I was just the meat shield just being tossed in front. No, it's fine. I don't mind going first. Um, it's probably best if I go first. I don't know. Um, I don't know. I, I think... I'm gonna. I personally gonna rate these two games together. Um, I think when it comes down to it, I think this style of survival crafting is probably not my favorite. And I feel really bad saying that because I can see like where people's passions are with this game a lot. Um, but I think where it comes down to me is that I didn't like that looking at the crafting menu like it doesn't pause the game so it's like i felt like i had to like speed leaf through a bunch of stuff and true it's like sometimes you just got to spend a night around the campfire just like feeding logs into the fire and just kind of like paging through a crafting menu because the time doesn't really pause but i guess i i don't really like that style all that much i kind of prefer games where i can Either, if the game won't pause, then I would like there not to be a threat to my life um, or, like, to my survivability, like, a la, uh, I don't know, Astroneer. In fact, like, actually this week, like, when I was feeling very stressed out with this game, I actually turned to Astroneer to play a lot in my personal time. Um, And as a result, like, got a lot of hours into Astroneer as a result. Um... And I think that's just kind of like the survival crafting that I prefer is just one that, you know, if there's one that involves a bunch of like understanding of systems and whatnot, I would like it not to be at the detriment of my life. Um, So like as a result, like single player, uh, I actually would do that. I I would do the whole technique of like, I would only really survive a couple days, but like hard reset the day and kind of start again with the prior knowledge. And even if I was playing a save file where things were starting to look dicey, I would immediately reset. And I've actually said in the past before, like that's how I approach a lot of roguelike games, um, like, like a specific, uh, specifically dark, Darkest Dungeon and whatnot, where it's just like as soon as things start going south, instead of toughing it through, I usually like to hard reset. Um And so that's what I did a lot in the single player here. Um, Co-op was a little bit different. And I think as a result, I felt like a lot like a liability, I think, where it's just like I would die and it would cut my max HP. 
and then I die again. And then by the time, like, I think by the time, like, our co-op session was done, I think I had, like, maybe 25 max HP and just kind of spent most of my time around the fire feeling like I couldn't do much. Um, and that's at my own detriment. You know, I did a lot of risky moves. I guess I learned a lot of hard lessons, but that's just kind of that's just kind of how the game is, I guess. Um, and so I, I guess when it comes down to that, I'll probably I would I, I would probably give this game a meh. Um, it's just not my style of survival crafting. And I have a feeling like Green Hell next week is going to be like a lot of like the same thing of like you're going to learn a lot of hard lessons, but I don't know. Like, I, I really struggle with the genre, I think, in general. Um, I, I really like crafting games that have a lot of leeway and a lot of, uh, I don't know, just have, have a lot of padding to them. A lot of, like, less, like, threatening things. Stardew Valley, you know? You don't have any threats. Just, you know, you gotta, you gotta farm and then you're good. I don't know. Um, and so, yeah, I think that's whatever I just leave this at. It's just a meh. Like I, I can definitely see like where everyone's passions are with this game, and like I can see that it's a really cool game. Um, but I don't think I'm coming back to it anytime soon. Uh, and with that, uh, I'll pass it on to James. Shit. Okay. She threw James back in front again. <laughs> <laughs> well played. Bus came back around. Um. No, I'm, um, I think that I'm going to give this game, uh, one thumb up. It's, it does a lot of things well. Um, I struggled to find a carrot to chase after that I really was excited by. Um, and... So I think that I actually played more of this game for the podcast than I would have otherwise. Um, but I enjoyed all the time that I spent in it. I just... Um, I recently have been... Uh, kind of motivated more by games that have a bit... Uh, a lot more of a carrot. Um, and... Um, so, yeah, um, I think that this game does a lot of things really well. I think that I was a few years ago, I was actually turned off by the art style. And now I enjoy it, which is an interesting shift in my own experience of the game. Um, so I never like checked it out before uh, because of that. But um, yeah, um, it's a cool game. Um in a genre that I want to, like, I I feel like there's more in it for me than I give it credit for, but I struggle to find the motivation to, like, keep going sometimes. Um, so, like, I think that Astroneer did a better job for my brain in, in putting a carrot out than this game did, um, which is interesting. I didn't really recognize that as something that I need um, as much before playing these two games. So cool. Hmm. What yeah. if this game added scrolling? Would that be helpful? 
No, I mean, I think like, what James is saying is that there's there's no explicit objective. And that was actually yeah. something they intentionally designed for this game. Uh, their philosophy on it was like, if you set objectives, then people go like achievements, for example. It doesn't have achievements huh. at all. That's like when they put it on PlayStation, they were like, you have to have achievements. And they, so they said, OK, there's an item called the Accomplish Shrine that you make and then you achieve. <laughs> you get all the achievements. <laughs> yeah, it was just one. It's just like a joke achievement. That's, That's all. Yeah. Um, and the reason, what, like, their the reasoning behind it was like, okay, so if you if you put achievements, people will achieve it, and then they're done with the game. Right. But if you don't, mm. if you don't put like explicit objectives, then you get a lot of like cool gameplay where people are setting their own objectives, or or people just bounce off of it, which is, I guess, what James' experiences was. Sure. Uh, which is unfortunate, yeah. but. Um, I guess that's the trade-off of their design. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I and I recognize that, like, a lot of people really love the, like, make-your-own-objective-type games, like Minecraft and this game, and um, and that's just not really what I'm looking for in video games a lot of the time, I guess, so... Yeah. Yeah. I, I can see that perspective as well myself. Like, I... Minecraft is is not enough for me where I think like at least in this game you, you have this real survival pressure on you and that was enough right. for me to set objectives but yeah cool there's a balance to be had mm -hmm. uh, but anyway you should yeah. ask I pass to Elena all right I'm ready um I'm really glad that we played this game I feel like this is one that I've I've heard about maybe probably just from Raphael I don't think I know anybody else who plays this well, I do remember James saying that he hated the art style. I think I remember him You're, saying You remember that, that moment in yeah, podcast yeah, yeah, history? Yeah, I do think I remember that moment. I think the art... Okay, wait. I actually... I wonder if you'd put this in front of me a couple of years ago, what I would have thought about it. Because I currently think... I like I like the art style. I think it's charming. Yeah. Um. I don't know if I would have liked it a couple of years ago. I kind of I kind of see what James means about that. But um, no, I'm really glad that we played it. It was um really fun to spend kind of like an extended weekend with when it was yeah. my sister was here and it's i don't think it's the kind of game that like my sister's ever played before really i mean who no. who, knows? Yeah, who knows i don't know what her life is i don't know what yeah she i've already life. like told her like not told her but like said on the podcast like her gaming level like assumed and then she was like i'm not offended but i just want you to know i've played more games than you think i have and i'm like oh that's great yeah she has uh so, shout awkward. out to my sister yeah. for being a capital g gamer i'm not trying to take her down but <laughs> oh, no. Um, <laughs> but it was really, it was, it was, um, it was really, it was, I was really surprised by this game being fun to like sit down and I played it and people watched me. Like that was a fun way to digest this game. It was a fun game to then like, um, go and play on my own. And it was a fun game to play as three people, just kind of like trying to figure it out together. I, I had fun. I guess what I'm trying to say is I had fun with every different way that I played this game. Yeah, and we also actually played a three-person and Raphael watching at the end to help teach us as yeah, well. Yeah, and so help we like, like tell us, like, you, McCoy, you know that those little trees will grow someday, right? Right, exactly. You were exactly, like, exactly. I did not know. So we played a bunch of different iterations of the game. That's true. Yeah, and I think um, basically I, I had, like, genuine fun with all of them. Mm -hmm. I had a good time playing this game. I, I definitely, um, after the last time we played multiplayer i try i went back in single player and kind of got to a place where well i found a cave mm -hmm. which i found to be an unfun experience mm -hmm. i didn't like it down there i don't think i was ready to go in and didn't know what i was getting into it was very dark i was very much starving 
And then I didn't realize you could just go out from the original rope. I thought I had to go find the exit. That's not how it works. And so that was um, a misunderstanding that then led to an unpleasant experience that I haven't played the game since then. That's called a lesson. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's kind of like where that's where my experience ended. But I, I kind of understand the hype. I, I think that sort of similar to what other people have said, I don't know that I'm going to get... I, okay. It's not that I don't know. I know that I'm not going to get as hardcore into this game as like someone like Raphael, where like this really speaks to his soul. Um, it's not that for me, but I'm really glad that I played it and I enjoyed my time with it. I don't need to go real deep into it, I don't think. I don't have any interest in like making it to the end, really, or like maybe I do. I don't know. Raphael started talking about winter clothes and I was like, I would like to make winter clothes and like, mm -hmm. for, like get yeah. prepared for the winter. You're that farming speaks to my early, school, yeah. that my, to my soul. I would love that. Mm -hmm. um, so I don't know. I have a feeling it's a game that I might pick up a few more times after the podcast is over. I don't really know how far I'll go with it. Um, but it was fun and it was really interesting. I'm glad that I played it. And I feel like you can tell that, like, every piece around this game is just really super high quality. Like, I understand that this is a gold yeah. store game for a lot of people if you're into this. Um, it's, spoiler alert, not a gold store game for me. But I get it, and I understand it, and I can, like, see the vision. It's just not what I want to play as my gold star game. Um, I think I'm going to give it a one thumb. I wish I'd give it a one and a half. Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm really stingy with the two thumbs. I always think about like those games that I gave to like they, to me like they're like really great. And this one didn't quite hit it for me, even though I like see it. I can see it, but it's not mine. If that makes sense. Mm -hmm. But I really liked mm -hmm. it. I really I'm glad that we played it. Thanks, Raphael. It was yeah. It was mm -hmm. really interesting. McCoy, your your turn now. This game fucking sucks. No, I'm kidding. Okay. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm kidding. I'm we kidding. had very different experiences despite playing together. Yeah, exactly. I hate playing this game with people, especially the people I played it with. Like, no, 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 no. Um, you know, it's it's interesting. Like, we did play a lot of different iterations of this game, and I think the ones that I personally enjoyed the most, because I feel like I also like, you know, listen, I, I'm this, I'm on a safari for this game block. Oh, what? I, I, a safari. I think you said sabari, and I was like, yeah, like 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 sabara. a sabbatical like safari. Like 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 <laughs> McCoy is sticking out of a jeep looking at exotic animals and the exotic animals are these games he's like these are weird yeah, yeah. but I'm playing yeah. them yeah Raphael's literally like wrestling a f like a fucking animal you know what I mean like with his hands <laughs> he's like yeah like it's crazy like if you just Sorry, dodge I'm just imagining Raphael shirtless wrestling yeah. like a like one of those jackalope <laughs> bunnies super ripped. yeah he's like listen just, just watch out for rabbits. the rabbits with the horns right there that'll kill you yep that'll kill you like you know just like one of those Sorry, situations can you do it in an Australian accent could you definitely do that definitely not okay unlucky <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> or at least not well um, but yeah yeah, like <clears throat> god i watched tropic thunder the weekend let's i'm not gonna talk about it. god it was so good anyways not important there was an australian accent there that was killer mm -hmm. um from robert Downey jr but i can't do it though that's the problem i can't do it um but like yeah like it's accepting where i am on the bus do you know what i'm saying like i'm on the top level of the bus but like you know and i, I have like binoculars or whatever like it is it's it's fun to like peruse these games and see stuff about them i think the most fun that i had probably realistically like with my like engagement level with this genre was like either watching people play it and just like posing a lot of questions mm -hmm. like i really enjoyed watching you play it and i really watched uh, watching sophie play it in like the other room we were just being like yo like asking questions like 
like what's your goal like what are you trying to do like okay like you're, you're trying to explore this area first that makes sense like because there's different strategies going on she was very like explore heavy which i think was very successful um but it was just like it's just i really i actually quite like enjoyed that and then when it comes to playing it myself like then it's like i gotta execute and the pressure and i gotta think on my feet at the same time while you I'm gotta like, multitask i gotta multitask like these things are you know it's more difficult and more challenging for me i definitely think in the co-op sessions like i led a lot of this stuff just kind of like by default but i think ultimately my best role would be just like hey go do this thing you know what i mean just go do this thing i think that's where i would do best like hey can you just collect a million of this resource you know what i mean mm -hmm. um but yeah, um, James is dying in the back for him. Poor James. Sorry for the ASMR all episode. Uh, I have COVID. McCoy's going to edit all that out. I'm going to edit all that out? No, he's not. <laughs> what the fuck? There's literally no way he's going to edit it all out. What the fuck? McCoy has already edited it all out. That's, you know, it's like, it's, yeah. You know, yeah, just act as if. It's okay. Yeah. It's okay. Um, but basically, like, yeah, like, I, I think, like, one thumb up is, like, a reasonable thing for me. Like, it's definitely not my style of game. But I think what I actually, like, it's, like, when people say, like, I don't think I'll come back to this game, you know what I mean? Or, like, maybe pick it up a couple more times. It's, like, to me, that is one of the measures of success. But I actually, yeah, like I, like you were saying, I, mean, I really enjoyed the weekend that we spent with this game, you know what I mean? Just trying to figure it out. Mm -hmm. um, the process of trying to figure it out and starting to try to figure it out if you give it enough space like i think that's kind of what it needed for us was like space like we took took many hours many attempts you know a, a large open day um to sort of poke around it like it was really fun um and like i i'm very thankful for that experience you know what i mean like that was a great experience and so then to rate the game is really odd because it's definitely not for me and it definitely doesn't have longevity but at the same time it like far and away exceeded a lot of movies I could have tried to watch. You know what I mean? It was like really actually quite engaging and quite enjoyable. And we got to see it in a much different form. So yeah, I think you, you as the listener can put that together. Like for me, it's a one thumb, but for you, it could easily be higher. Um, and regardless, even as someone who doesn't enjoy it, I really enjoyed actually my time with it, trying to figure it out before I realized I was done, but that's great. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cool. So right answer. <laughs> so I guess now it's to me and I mean I guess I'm I'm seeing the the future of the rest of this block it's going to uh -huh. be like one thumb and then Raphael gives a gold star yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's really interesting though to like realize what it's interesting to be in your world for a minute, Rafael, and be like, oh, my God, he fucking loves this. Mm -hmm. And the rest of us are like, what the hell? I mean, it's, it's, <laughs> it's um, I feel like we're in your territory. But I also think, like, what's really interesting is that I think at different points in my life, I would have enjoyed these games more. I think I have less mm -hmm. time and less, like, yeah, I would say, like, less time and less, like, uninterrupted time and less, like, focused time in some ways, you know what I mean? And less almost, like... I would say like like boredom and stuff, you know what I mean? Like I have infinite things that could take all of my time. And so I think then that makes that that crowds itself with the game as deep as potentially this or oxygen not included, for example. But I definitely think as a kid, though, like if I had no other games to play, like I would probably get really deep in one of those games and really enjoy it. You know what I mean? I yeah. think that's really possible. And I think it also like speaks to what you said about like giving it space. Like it's a it's an unstructured game. So you really do need to just like give it the time to find your way through right. it mm -hmm. and i would say like the two yeah. weeks we played it that is still a very small amount of time for a game like this mm -hmm. so we were we were still crunching it um yeah and especially for like two versions of this game i guess yeah um 
but yeah so i mean i guess my my experience of it was different i like got it it was like the only game i had on my table at that time Hmm. um and i was just like hooked basically instantly like the art style the sound design the, the the gameplay loop the like just like the hilariousness of the way the character dies of just like Mm-hmm. yeah yeah <laughs> and i was like okay that thing killed me but i'm gonna be ready next time yeah uh, and that was sort of like how how i went through it and i just like got better and better and better at the game and i really enjoyed that process um and then of course like i went on to do modding for it and i really enjoyed that process uh it was a lot of like what brought me back to doing uh programming actually uh hmm. and then led into like i uh, so like i it was after I had graduated from college and I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do. And some of what I was doing as just like a hobby was writing these mods. Uh, and then I was like, wait, what if I just like did computer science? Um, and so, yeah, like <laughs> then of course I, I went on to do that and that's been great for me. And so this was a, a key part of that journey. Um, so yeah, this game is is really special to me in a lot of ways. So, I mean, not surprisingly, it is a gold star for me in both of its forms. Um, yeah, definitely like one of my favorite games. Are you suggesting that by playing this game and taking some of the lessons from it and the programming specific lessons, you played Don't Starve in Real Life by getting a computer science job? Is that <laughs> what you're suggesting to me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah the the computer science uh master's degree is an excellent like i'm, I'm not sure it really, if it really qualifies as a speed run strat for like yeah. avoiding yeah. starvation but it's it's a very powerful late game strat no i've heard that the speed run these days is actually only fans but we don't need to get into that um but i have heard That's that from speed numerous run, but it has no late game yes yeah. i've heard that as well <laughs> <laughs> so oh god yeah, yeah. And I guess I should really reclassify it as the, the computer science one is a mid-game strat that can transition well into late game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the transition mm-hmm. well into late game, I think, is what you know people know about it, yeah. 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 That's awesome. That's, that's what it's known for, yeah. Okay, before we're done, I did mention <laughs> earlier there was a mod list that Raphael recommended. I did want to make sure we did say that out loud, because I said it out loud at least that it existed, and so I got to fucking at least So you want to read the names? Sure. I, I can go through it. Yeah, go um, and just And actually, it. like, this is not like super different from if you just go to the workshop uh, for the game and look at the most subscribed mods. Like yep. that's a pretty good indicator of like which ones are just like nice additions that people generally agree on. So I would say like one of them is uh, Global Positions. This is a mod that I wrote <laughs> yep. and it, it uh, shares the map with other players uh, and lets you also like ping the map. And it has a few options for like v- things in between where like, you can put charcoal in a fire and have it show like where the fire is and you can like turn the map sharing off and just have that if you want to be able to like signal to other players but in a like in-game way um this is super helpful by the way like this is like number one thing you wouldn't have and don't start together like right away and it's just like us being like like where are you okay if you take the starting area i'm north of the starting area it's like well it's it's getting dark and you better like get down here was such an excruciating thing and so this is like the first thing that you would imagine in your mind that you would want um just to like get out of the way so you could play the game you know what i mean and so thank you yep 
uh, and then the next one, uh, also one that I wrote, uh, although this one I would say is like heavily inspired by several different mods in single player that I uh, ported over and eventually combined into this one with the permission of their authors. Um, it is called Combined Status, and it shows you like your health numbers and so on without you having to mouse over. Um, and also like shows a couple more things in the UI. It shows you like uh, you can set it to show the moon phase during the day. Normally it only shows up at night. Um, it also has like a season clock so you can see where you are in the seasons um, and your your character's temperature as well as the world temperature. And all of those things you can like turn off and on individually with the config depending on what level of information you want to expose. Um, then mm -hmm. next one, this one I did not write, but it is amazing. Uh, Minimap HUD. Mm -hmm. It just like puts a permanent little map on your screen so that you can see the map without having to pause what you're doing or stop exploring. Um, without having to hit for... either tab or M, depending on which yep. game you're in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. Uh, then next one, uh, status announcements. That's one that I wrote. Uh, I think it was my first like mod for Don't Starve Together, actually. Uh, and it lets you like alt-click on various things to announce them to other players. So you can alt... Well, I guess for items, alt-shift-click. Uh, so you can say, like, I've got uh, 300 twigs. Uh, and then everybody else can be like, can I, can I have some of them twigs? Mm -hmm. um, and also, like, alt-click your health to be like, my health is super low, and then somebody at base can start like cooking you healing foods or something. Um, and then the last one is action queue. I think this one is RB2. Uh, there's a few iterations of this as it's been passed from different authors. Um, it was originally written in like single player by a very talented modder, um, but people have taken it and like fixed it as the game has been updated. And this one lets you queue up things to interact with so you can like shift and then click drag over a bunch of trees while you're holding an axe and cool. then you'll go and like chop them all hmm. um and same for like picking things up so it's kind of like the the revelation that holding spacebar was but on steroids does it sorry does it pick up all the resources Did you just say that after uh, so it's like you would have to box select again once the things have fallen uh-huh yeah uh although you can also just like shift click on things and add them to the queue mm-hmm that's pretty cool. I would I would add another one to this list, which is um, there are a couple mods that do this, and you want to find one that isn't you know is isn't gonna crash your game basically. But are you talking about like ones that add info? Yeah, ones where you can yeah, hover would... things. Yeah, so I would say the yeah the like end all be all mod in this space is called Insight, hmm. and it just adds like all the information. Okay. Um, yeah. And there's like and there's like yeah there's like ones that. So I'm not sure if I have that one exactly, but I had one, you know, something similar, but it did, you know, for all the ingredients uh, or like all the food, it would say this will give mm -hmm. you 10 sanity or something like that. And display food values, probably. Yeah, something like that. And that's honestly really awesome because like I was experimenting with food values and I was sitting there over people's shoulder being like, all right, mouse over your health. All right, eat that. Mouse over your health again. And then I'm like trying to remember all this and I'm like, gosh, I start writing this down. And then I was like, okay, what if though? <laughs> someone else did this for me so that's a nice one uh to add yeah yeah, and, yeah. cool Raphael, 
I heard that next week we're playing a game called Green Hell. Is uh-huh. there anything you want to say about that before we just dive in? Um, I mean, normally we do this after recording, right? I guess that's true. Okay, is there anything you want to tell, you, tell the people about Green... Tell yeah. the people. Um, All right, guys, I fucked up. <laughs> that's fine. Green, I mean, Green Hell is another survival crafting game. It's a very different experience, but also like one where the survival pressure is put on you pretty hard. Um possibly may end up coming out with very different uh sentiment about it though so hmm. i'm excited to see all right yeah you really you really hate this one yeah you never know <laughs> <laughs> it's possible uh cool that's awesome um sweet all right yeah all right all right until next week figure it out okay